Hi, everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from an interview with Catherine Sayo by Dr. Sean Baker on his daily podcast. Dr. Baker is an orthopedic surgeon, and he advocates for a carnivore diet. He has a membership community called Rivero and a daily morning meeting. And Catherine was interviewed by Sean at one of his recent podcast meetings. Catherine, as you know, is executive director and founder of Lipedema Simplified and the Lipedema Project. In this excerpt, Catherine answers questions about when lipedema was first identified in the 1940s, what common comorbidities are associated with lipedema, and also she talks about the incidence of lipedema. It was first identified in 1940 by doctors Allen and Hines at the Mayo Clinic, and they published in their staff meetings orthostatic edema of the legs. And it was the first identification that we can really track. They then wrote an article in the early 50s, but nothing had been done until very recently when a number of us who have lipedema started a grassroots movement. And now we've collaborated with doctors and have quite a bit of support structures in place. The sparing of the feet, as you mentioned, you know, you, you look at that, you see the feet look, you know, relatively normal. You know, some people say, well, this just looks like, you know, maybe it's a form of obesity, you know, but does it have different associations? Because like with, say, for example, central obesity, we know there's pretty well documented heart disease and, and a lot of cancers and dementia and things like that. Does lipedema have a different set of associations? It does. And that's what is so confusing. It also brings along with it certain comorbidities. A couple are Hashimoto's because it's thyroid related hypothyroidism, or there's a researcher who's been doing quite a bit of work on thyroid. She talks about it as the fat syndrome because the thyroid has been overtaxed by excessive dieting. Ehlers-Danlos tends to be a comorbidity, hypermobility version of it. What's interesting is that obesity tends to be part of lipedema, but is not the causality. Interesting, you know, you said it was first described in the 1940s. Is that because it started to become more prevalent in the 40s or because, you know, no one, I mean, was it something that we've had for thousands of years? Is this something new? And can we point to something new in the environment that, you know, food system or something like that, that may be associated with it? Thousands and thousands of years. If you look at some of the classic figurines from going back to the Byzantine times, you'll see that the shape is replicated. And it's so interesting when you look at it from that point of view is how had it never been named? How had it never been addressed as an actual physiological process? But it hadn't. And so Allen and Hines, in their staff meeting, because they had women present to them, they finally said, wait a second, we're looking at something that is an entity, and we need to know a little more about it. The issue is that no one did anything. Why? Let's look at why. (laughs) 
it's solely a woman's disorder. And pretty much men can be carriers. If their hormonal disturbance is such, they might get it, but it's very rare. So it's predominantly a woman's disorder, number one. Number two, for whatever reason, fat and all of its comorbidities, somehow there's collusion that that is the one discrimination that's okay to have. You know, fat is abhorrent to those of us who deal with it and to everybody else, you know, so it's not just a simple solution. And so nothing was done for many, many, many years. Is what about is the incidence increasing? Are we seeing more and more women diagnosed with this over the years? Or has it been kind of steady in the population at a certain percentage level? Also a great question. You know, whether it's that more women are finding out what they have, there are estimates that 11% of the population of women have it in the U.S., And that figure comes from studies that were done at the Foldy Clinic in Germany. The Foldy Clinic is the epicenter of the lymphatic research and treatment in Europe. And they've done a really good job of looking at, you know, the incidents. And so that figure came from them, 11%. Thank you, Catherine. You put that all so well and were so informative. I think that was a wonderful interview with Dr. Sean Baker. I'd also like to give a big thank you to all of you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing.